Hello, hello. I'm here talking to Kendall. I'm here talking to Annie. We're talking about murderess Belle Gunness. The content warnings are for child death and feats of great strength. You can follow us on Instagram at Tell No One Podcast or drop us a note at Tell No One Pod at gmail.com. Sources are in the show notes. Everything's alleged except for this because it's 100 years dead. Uh, but this is definitely Tell No One. Bye. You ready? Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of Norwegian and like Scandinavian yep. names. I'll be fucking going for it and not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know. So Brynhild Storseth, she's born in 1859 in Norway. All right. She's the youngest of eight, mm. um, growing up on a family farm. Mm-hmm. She would grow to be about 5'9 and like a bigger person. 5'9 is like a perfectly <laughs> no. great height for a woman. <laughs> Kendall's 5'9. Um, no, I mean like frame-wise. Like a lot of people will note like she weighed over XYZ, but it is like that isn't weird. <laughs> right. I'm going as a 5'9 lady. I'm mm-hmm. like things are just different. Like, Well, I think that we still have this idea that women are 5'3 and weigh 100 pounds. Yeah. Like they may have when we were like uh, the origin of man. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Five nine? You're not even that tall. No, people think that though. It is noted all over the place about her that she's just like a bigger woman. Like burly though too, right? Point is, it is annoying to me that every article is like, she was fucking enormous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what fucking ever. Yeah. She's like not tiny. There is a common story about her in her teen years that like may be a myth, but it is kind of everywhere. So there might be something to it that when she was about 18, she became pregnant and the father of the baby was like a local farmer's son. Cool. He wouldn't marry her. And one night she attends the dance in town. And while walking home, he attacks her. Uh oh. He beats her. And at one point he kicks her in the belly and she loses the baby. Oh, that's horrible. That is fucking horrible. And the man is never punished. He apparently came from a well-off family. Oh, God. I think that we also have an idea that farmers can't be wealthy. That is not the truth. Right. That is not the truth. We're from a really little town in Western Mass. And, like, the farmers are the ones who are, like, legitimately rich. rich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So this is, like, this guy's fucking situation. Yeah. Locals say that her personality drastically changed following that event. Yeah. As it would. She had a she had a thing happen. Yeah, for sure. So for the next few years, she works as a servant on another wealthy farm. Okay. In 1881, she comes to America and she ends up in Chicago. Hello. <laughs> She's again working as a servant. Can't believe that was like a job. Yeah. Is that just like a girl in the house? I believe this is a time where she renames herself and she's going by Belle. Just to Americanize. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. In 1884, she marries Mads Sorensen. Nice. She will find the Scandinavian population in any state she lives in. <laughs> she will <laughs> seek them out, yeah. A lot of the people she's interacting with are like Norwegian, American, whatever the fuck. From the homeland. They open a candy store together. Cute. Very fucking cute. Back when you could open a small business. Back when you could be an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. They struggle to turn a profit. Oh. So it burns down. Oh. Their home burns down as well. Oh. Oh. Unlucky. 
Candy store burns down and their house burns down. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. They collect the insurance money and they have a fresh start. That must be nice. (laughs) That sounds good. It sounds awesome. They have four children over the course of their marriage and the first two die in infancy. Happens. Um, It does happen. But these two die from something called acute colitis. The symptoms for which are... Nausea, fever, diarrhea, lower abdominal pain, and cramping. Mm. Um, all of which are also common symptoms of many forms of poisoning. They collect on life insurance policies for both children. Okay, I might be like the dumbest person in the world, but why does your kid have a life insurance policy? I don't think all children do, man. No, I don't <laughs> think they do, but when they do, why do they? Oh, yeah. Uh, no idea. Okay. I mean, I think it is just like how a person can have one, period. Uh, even a 10-year-old person can have one. You know it's what so I mean? strange. I mean, I get like for like funeral costs and stuff, but sure. like $100,000 or something on a kid? That is bizarre to me. No, that is bizarre. It's not like they're earning anything. But maybe they are. Maybe they are working or something on the farm. Well, these are babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the... <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Okay. At the start of 1900, their family is Belle, her husband, Mm -hmm. two surviving children, and an adopted child, Jenny. Jenny. Jenny Olson. All right. So they adopted a child. Okay. By June of that year, her husband has died. Oh? He died on July 30th. Okay. This is the one day on which his two life insurance policies overlapped. Bell, come on, Bell, you are joking, babe. They're so funny. Like they're just like I love insurance. Like so, what did he die of? Hmm. Old timey, old timey bullshit. Yeah. The first doctor to see him was quite sure that he had suffered from strychnine poisoning. Oh, which I believe is like gives you an enlarged heart. Oh, fuck. Or some shit like that, right? Yeah. But Belle calls in the family doctor who concludes that the man had died from heart failure in general. Yeah. Heart heart failure is probably true. Yeah. From what? But I was, I was deeply poisoned. As a result of my strychnine. His family are like, we are absolutely sure that she poisoned him. Oh, really? And they demand any kind of medical or legal inquiry be done that they can have done yeah but ultimately no charges are filed and she is next of kin so she says no autopsy uh-huh no thank you no thanks bury, bury him, him. <laughs> bury him burn him so she takes home what would now be about two hundred forty thousand from life insurance for him not bad not worth it but not bad not worth like having to kill a guy not worth having to kill a guy but if you don't care about that definitely fine with that money, she buys like a big, beautiful farm. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in Indiana. We're in Indiana. And on this farm, the boathouse burns down. Oh. The carriage houses burn down. Mm. All shortly after she acquires the property. What's the cause of these fires? Hard to s- It I mean, can't you, be electricity. But we're in like 1900. You could oh. be like a goat brought a candle in there. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Um... <laughs> 
And I, I believe we're in the time too, where like she moved. So no one could connect the two things. And you can you just know what change I mean? it. Like you just are a different person now. Yeah. And um, she's moved far away enough that like the local paper doesn't apply in Indiana. Yeah. So yeah. no one knows her other home and business burned down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they'll be like, did your other home and business? No. She'd be like, that was my sister. That was a different girl. Okay. <laughs> We're in 1902 now. Mm-hmm. And Peter Gunnis is a butcher. He's a very recent widower. Damn. Like he has an infant daughter. Oh boy. Oh, he and Belle Mary. Mm-hmm. One week after the ceremony, his infant daughter dies of uncertain causes while alone with Belle. They're the only two in the home and she fucking dies. <sighs> Thing of that, that is like, they must just be like, damn. Kids fucking die. Kids back fucking here. die. Yeah. But sad that like that one would have lived. I know. <laughs> um, at the end of 1902, Peter suffers a tragic accident. Oh, an accident. They had been married for eight months. What did he do? Slip and fall? Well, you know what he did. He suffered a slip and fall? Belle is the only witness to the accident. <laughs> he was struck on the head by a sausage grinder, which had toppled off of a high shelf in the kitchen. Toppled off? She's like, I had a big, heavy grinder. And it just <laughs> fell? I don't know. The The shelf broke and it fell off the shelf and it hit, hit him it in the, the head. And it bludgeoned him to death. <laughs> <laughs> bludgeoned my husband. Holy shit, everybody. So the coroner allegedly mutters, this is a case of murder. This is a case of murder. This is a bludgeoning. This is a bludgeoning. For real, for real. <laughs> And one of Belle's children tells a classmate at the time that her mother had hit her husband over the head with a cleaver. Yeah, I know what mommy's doing. No charges were ever filed. And she collected the what would now be about 81,000 from the life insurance policy. Just like two people gone now, like a family. And the two children. Yeah. Wow, she has, there's a lot already. Four already. If anyone's keeping score. So she wiggles her way out of that. Yeah. I mean, back then, just so hard to prove anything. I'd be like, no, a big wind came in. Yeah. And people are like a lady. Right. Why would a lady kill this man? Yeah. Especially violently like that. Poisoning, they're used to seeing, but like a bludgeon. And I also think that like there's this assumption that women need men. Yeah. And that was probably pretty true for most women back then. Yeah. So I'm sure it would be like, why would she want to put herself in a really bad situation where she's alone in the world without her husband? And like two kids. Yeah. Like, why would she want to do that? The money. And I'm built like a fucking ox. I can handle it. <laughs> I've got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm built like an ox. <laughs> okay. But she's also pregnant at that time. Wow. But she doesn't like tell anybody that. No one's business. <laughs> no one needs to know. She's like, don't get attached to it. Exactly. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Fuck off. In 1903, she gives birth to a little boy. Mm-hmm. 1906, Jenny, her adoptive daughter, is gone. Oh, Jenny left? She's like 16 by now, and Belle tells people that she's away at a Lutheran college in L.A. In L.A.? All right. I don't, well, all right. 1907, Ray Lampier moves onto the farm. He's working as a farmhand. Quickly, rumors spread that their relationship is romantic. Oh. Um, That is because when he's drinking in town, Lampier often boasts of sleeping with her. 
Oh, people think it's happening because he tells everyone that Because he's telling everybody that he's is happening. Which came as a surprise to those who only saw her as the burly woman who like <laughs> <laughs> who liked to dress in men's overalls and do her own hog butchering. Okay. Um soon, even with Ray as her lover, she's looking for something new. Like a, a partner? A partner. <laughs> A real deep companionship. Okay. She begins placing ads in the lovelorn column of newspapers in large Midwestern cities. She'll also put them in like Norwegian papers, like Norwegian speaking papers. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Is that the language? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here is her ad. Uh Uh-huh. One of them. Comely widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in LaPorte County, Indiana, desires to make the acquaintance of gentlemen equally well provided with view of joining fortunes. Ooh, ooh. No replies by letter unless sender is willing to follow answer with a personal visit. Triflers need not apply. <laughs> don't fuck around. I have enough coming. Like, you don't even understand how many letters I get. Mm-hmm. Don't You're fuck very with me. Serious. I'm very serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's like, I'm wealthy. I got a huge farm. If you're wealthy, let's hit it up. Let's we could hang be out. uber wealthy. Yeah. But don't, I don't want to do a lot of pen pal shit. I want uh, you to come here. Yeah. <laughs> Several middle aged men of means respond to her ads. Nice. Yeah. She is often seen going for carriage rides with strangers on Sunday afternoons. Oh, she is. People call her like kind of a catfish. Like when she's with these men, the neighbors are like, we cannot believe the transformation. A day ago, you were in your overalls with the hogs. <laughs> you looked like hell. And today you're like cinched and primped and whatever the fuck. <laughs> That's so funny. They truly are like. Catch her on a Monday morning. Yeah. It's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> neighbors call her a rugged woman who was incredibly strong. One man who had helped her move into. <laughs> What? I can see something's about to come. (laughs) One man who had helped her move into her home. (laughs) What? What? It's fine. It's not even a big deal. Okay. Claimed that he saw her lift a 300-pound piano by herself. (laughs) She put it on her back? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One man claimed that he saw her lift a 300-pound piano by herself. And he he says that by way of explanation, she said, I like music at home. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to carry itself. (laughs) And, um, okay. So she's fucking strong. She's strong. We get it. (laughs) John Moe is from Minnesota. Oh, yeah. He brought more than $1,000 with him to visit Belle to pay for her mortgage for her. Oh, my God. Is she unseeking? I mean, kind of. Yeah. Gorge. Love it. Yeah. They do their little fucking promenade around town. She (laughs) introduces him to neighbors as her cousin. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And within the week, we never see John Moe again. No one does. No one ever sees him again? No, no one ever does again. Uh, moving moving along. She's not even bothering to marry these guys anymore. No. Why bother? Because they arrive with money. Money. Cash. She's like, show up to my house with buckets of cash. And I mean, like, what would that be today? It's a lot. I think she's being like, arrive with 50 grand. And shut the fuck up. (laughs) And they like, do. (laughs) Yes, mom. They are like, like, yes, mommy. Yeah. Whatever. All right. 
I'm just saying that like the whole like Amazon thing is not an anomaly. Like there are men who want to feel like mommy's big and strong. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You might not know it, but there are a lot of them out there. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) George Anderson is from Missouri. He arrives in town promising to pay her mortgage off. The whole thing? When they're married. Oh. Late that night, while sleeping in the guest room, he wakes to see Belle standing over him, peering into his eyes and holding a candle in her hand. He later says that the expression on her face was so sinister and murderous that he let out a loud yell. Oh my god. And she immediately ran from the room without uttering a single word. Oh my god, that's so scary. He gets out of bed and flees the house. (gasps) He gets on the first train to Missouri. (laughs) He never returned for his belongings, nor did he ever talk to her again. She must have looked so fucking bone chilling. That he literally... A grown man was like, I will jump out the fucking window right now. Yeah. Give him the first flight out of here. I know that she was there to kill him, probably. But what if she was just there to, like, hook up? And, and But she's scared. She shouldn't have looked like that then. She should have lost her smile on. <laughs> the idea she was just, like... Looking at him like... <laughs> like, what? Why did she have to take that moment to stare? She could have just bludgeoned. She had to... Make it creepy. Well, I think that she was like, is he out? Is it is like it time? she was checking to see if he was completely out. I'm scared. And he turned out that he wasn't. He was still kind of awake. Yeah. Scary. I'm scared. I got freaked out by that. Mm-hmm. So he got away. Oh, my God. Run. Mm-hmm. And probably only because he didn't bring the money right away. She yeah. had to keep him alive for like a day. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. She wouldn't have let him like go to sleep. Suitors continue to arrive and very few leave. Oh my God. That Mm -hmm. is so crazy. I mean, not for nothing, but her children are not allowed in the basement. See, very common. If you have a room in your house that people are not allowed in. If your husband has a room that is under lock and key that he's in all the fucking time that you're not allowed in. Yeah. The fuck do you think he's up to? Yeah. He's killing girls. He's that would or be, boys. I don't know. He's, but he's killing, killing girls and boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She is at great frequency ordering large trunks to be delivered. Oh, yeah? What's in the trunk? What's in the trunk? That she's putting men in trunks. Well, the men aren't leaving and trunks keep arriving. And Right. These trunks, uh, which witnesses say she could lift like a box of marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> she could actually juggle them. We stopped by and she was juggling pianos. It was so crazy. She was just like, she was lifting big. It was insane. <laughs> I'll say that again in case it doesn't come out because you can't tell what we're talking about. Which witnesses say she could lift like a box of marshmallows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, why do you have to say that? I don't know, man. Like, it's a weird thing to even say. She's a murderess. You have to make like, but make it like cute too. Like, <laughs> whatever. Okay. She's ordering a lot of large trunks, and then she's good at lifting them. She's good at lifting, and then they're disappearing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Another man who arrives, a man named, a man named Old B. Budsberg. 
Yep. He is an elderly widower from Wisconsin. Hmm. And it just keeps happening. She's crazy for this. Yeah. Um, at the end of 1907, Andrew Helgelin, he is a bachelor from South Dakota. And they write back and forth. Yeah. In January 1908, she wrote to him, To the dearest friend in the world, no woman in the world is happier than I am. I know that you are now to come to me and be my own. I can tell from your letters that you are the man I want. She's so funny. She's just like sitting there so serious. uh Like faking it. She's like when you and I were 10 and we'd go on (gasps) Match.com. And catfish adults. And catfish grown men and then be like, we're 10. And they would immediately deactivate their profiles. Because looking back, I can see how that would be very scary for them. 1000%. I am sorry. Yeah, but we had to live. Yeah. We had to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Think how we will enjoy each other's company. You, the sweetest man in the world. We will be all alone with each other. Can you conceive of anything nicer? I think of you constantly when I hear your name mentioned. By who, babe? By who? Um, This is when one of the dear children speaks of you. Oh. Uh -oh. (laughs) (laughs) It is beautiful music to my ears. I love you. Come prepared to stay forever. She's laying it on thick. Mm -hmm. Come prepared to stay forever. That is like gorgeous. And he does arrive at her farm shortly thereafter. And he brought $3,000 that she wanted. Mm. His entire savings. Oh, man. He thinks they're joining fortunes. Yeah. That's his fortune? Well, that would be a lot back then. Yeah. These are only wealthy people. Yeah. A few days later, he is gone. And she's back at the bank making another deposit. That is so fun. She's putting it in her fucking bank. Her bank account. Yeah, she's not even like... Hiding it. Hiding it in the floorboards. Like, she's cashing it. Well, she's prone to fires. So fucking... It it would never work. It would never work. (laughs) Okay. Ray the farmhand has been here the entire time. Oh my god, I forgot about Ray. Yeah, he is deeply in love with her. Um, He does anything she wants him to do. That is interesting kind of cool he never has shit to say about these men but um when andrew arrived he made a whole like scene about it he did apparently she may have actually intended to marry andrew she didn't want him anymore she said Bye. i mean like i'm sure her plans change in a dime yeah <laughs> she's, she's not like a logical lady you can't nail her down no <laughs> She's like, gotta be herself. But I love me more. But she's not into him making a big deal about it. Like, she's like, don't act like I belong to you. Yeah, Ray, you work for me. Ray, you work for me. (laughs) So she fires him. Whoa. Yeah, she's like, you're a liability. Yeah. You're emotional. And you're getting weird and attached to me. And I don't fucking like it. But Ray's seen a lot. Ray has seen so fucking much. But he remains loyal. Ready? What was she doing to him? We'll get to it. I know what she was doing. I think we can piece together what she was doing. We can peg together. But he is like a really a fool. Like he really is behaving like a fool. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) A short while later, she is at the Laporte County Courthouse declaring that Ray is not in his right mind and he is a menace to society. (gasps) She convinces local authorities to hold a sanity hearing about (gasps) Ray. Can you just do that? Definitely can't anymore. He is found to be sane, but like to be teeter on the edge of institutionalization like that. Oh my God. How fucking frightening. How frightening. She then complains that Ray has been visiting her farm and she feels like he poses a threat to her family. All right. 
He is arrested for trespassing. <clears throat> well, what is he doing there for real, though? Well, he's in love with her. At this point, you you brought me up on charges for crazy. Uh-huh. And I'm coming around your house. But like, we don't, we don't know. She might be like telling him nod. to come over and then being like, he's back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely is doing that. Yeah, for sure. Ah! But he like doesn't care. He doesn't care that she's like getting him arrested over and over. Every time he comes right back. Under her spell. He's a pest. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Andrew's brother, the guy we killed recently, yeah. is wondering... Where the fuck is Andrew? Where's my brother? Yeah. He wrote to Belle and she replies to him saying, Andrew's not with me. Maybe try Norway. Try Norway. <laughs> Call and me back when you try Norway. He wrote back, no. No, bitch. He did not go there. She wrote back, if you want to come look, come look. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray, by now, she's like at her lawyer's office telling her lawyer she fears for her life with Ray and her children's lives. Mm-hmm. And that he is threatening to kill them all. I'm putting it out there. I, I have a feeling in my gut that Ray might burn, burn down, down my, my farm. house. Mm-hmm. Huh. A short while later, we're, we're in February 1908. Okay. She hires a new farmhand, a guy called Joe Maxson. Okay. And a few months in, it's going pretty much fine. But then Joe wakes up in the early hours smelling smoke in his room. Uh-oh. He opens the hall door to a sheet of flames and he yells her name and the kids' names to, like, help them get out. Yeah. He got no nothing. He heard nothing in reply. So he leaps from his window, his second floor window, yeah, barely surviving the fire that was closing in around him. Oh my god! Nick of time, damn. Got from like a smell? Are you joking? I wouldn't. Yeah. He runs into town to get help, but by the time help arrives, the house is in ruins. Oh, it is. A little accelerant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Four bodies are found. They include three children and the headless corpse of a woman. So how'd you end up headless? (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) The sheriff's immediate conclusion is that Ray has finally done it. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. How did you think that? Why would you think that that was going to happen? How did you think that? Yesterday? (laughs) Yep. He sends a few men into the debris to search for the female body's missing head and a few men over to get Ray. Oh, my God. Ray is like, is everyone in kidding? <laughs> I didn't fucking do that. I'm, Ray. I can't believe Ray is like still in town. I know. Ray, come on. She's spreading rumors about you, man. But a neighborhood boy says he he saw Ray running away from Belle's house before the home erupted into flames. Fuck you. I don't believe you. Go to bed, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> Ray is completely charged with murder completely 100 percent. that's crazy just because like she said it once yeah i mean from their point of view like they had multiple like harassment arrests from him already yeah so i kind of get that a deliberate staging she took years to plan this shit yeah gotta love her oh my god well Mm. um the charred bodies right let's talk about those we have that is like what i wrote let's talk about the charred bodies (laughs) we have myrtle 11 years old we have Lucy, who is nine, and Philip, who is five. Okay. And we have a five foot three, 125 pound female. <laughs> now, who? Now, who the fuck is that? <laughs> that is not Miss Bell. That's not Miss Bell. Even without her head, I know she's not no five three. Gosh, no, it's not. She is a joker. 
You couldn't have found someone a little closer to your body. But I think I'll tell you what I think happened and why she couldn't really pick. Beggars can't be fucking choosers when it comes to who's going to be your body. Right. (laughs) Who's going to be your stand in. Okay. Oh my God. So everyone is like, look, all we do is talk about how that much that is not Miss Bell. Everyone is like, are, is everyone joking? Are we going to have to talk about how she juggles pianos again? (laughs) But the local dentist steps in and identifies some dental work he had done on her. Yeah. And he's like, that is Bell. No, it's not. Are you kidding? Do you remember the Bell who came in for the dental work? Do you remember? Are you sure? I want you to picture Bell. (laughs) But, like, we don't have any other way to identify a body at that point in time. It's, like, dental or nothing. Yeah. Who are we to, like, disagree? As all that is going on, Andrew's brother arrives in town. Crazy timing. He's like, I'm actually still looking for my dead brother. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. And he tells the sheriff that he believes his brother had met with foul play at Bell's hands. Yeah. He certainly had. He had. And he informs the sheriff about the ads and the money yeah, and the money his brother had brought down there for her. Uh-huh. So you can imagine all parties are intrigued to see, retrieved from the ruins of Belle's home, assorted and unidentified human bones, many random sets of teeth. Many random sets of teeth. And now the brother's in there himself digging around. He's like, you fuckers aren't even looking hard. Yeah. He directs the men to the rubbish holes located in the hog pen. Uh-oh. Mind you, everyone in town has already said, Ms. Bell is spending way too much midnight time in the hog pen. With her hogs. Completely. They've already talked about that all the time. Oh, my God. Like, they she's are, in there at night? Why that? They are no Z. They are no Z. <laughs> but she's also, like, Being so weird. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As they begin turning the earth, they find four more bodies, all of them skillfully sliced apart and wrapped in oilcloth skillfully sliced apart she doesn't know how to chop a hog and one of the bodies is of course and unfortunately andrew higgillen Heligan. Mm-hmm. you know the guy i'm talking about yeah so this guy's brother this guy's brother is andrew damn joe maxson the most recent farmhand who fled the home that night is about ready to come forward with information that, that could not be ignored he is here to tell you that bell had ordered him to bring loads of dirt by a wheelbarrow to a large area surrounded by a high wire fence where the hogs fed mm-hmm. he recalls that there were many deep depressions in the ground covered by dirt and she tells him that these holes contain rubbish okay i'm burying trash in the yard and tells him to fill them all in and level out the ground. Make it look, make him disappear. So he does that. Yeah, sure. And he's at this point, he's like, maybe I was doing bad. Looking back. <laughs> and several farmers who often travel past her farm reported often seeing her digging with a shovel in the hog pen. Right. The midnight hours in the hog pen. So we're digging all over the fucking farm. Mm-hmm. And what are we finding? Bodies? We find the body of Belle's former daughter. Former daughter. <laughs> well, it's not wrong. We find the body of Belle's former adoptive daughter, Jenny Olson, first. So she did not go to L.A. Go to Lutheran College in L.A.? Fuck you. <laughs> um, I believe we killed Jenny because she had, she was a teenager. She was like pretty. And she was like, there are many stories about her getting attention from men uh-huh. that, that Belle wanted that man's attention <laughs> yeah 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 you know sure, yeah and she was a kid who was in school like um don't tell a soul but my mom did meet cleaver my dad right please don't pass that along yeah and like i just don't like care for jenny like bye yeah 
And we find the, the bodies of two little unidentified children. Who are they? I don't know, but she would like adopt children. Oh my God. The thing to me is like, kill the men, but like, I'm a little bit over you when you kill children. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> we find the body of old B. Budsberg. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe red. <laughs> All right. Not a joke, a non joke version. We find the body of old B. Budsberg. It's, it's, just, it's funny. <laughs> it's impossible. Okay. Okay. We find the body of Thomas Linbo, who was a former farmhand mm. that I neglected to mention. And the body of Henry Gerhold, another former suitor, and his watch. Mm. And the body of Olaf Svenhood. Unclear how she got him there, but wow. well, I can take a fucking stab at it. And the body of Benjamin Carling, who was last seen by his wife in 1907 after telling her that he was going to Laporte to secure an investment with a wealthy widow. Oh, his wife. I think he might have just been like going to secure an investment with a wealthy widow. Right. And many more unidentified bodies. Many? Many. These bodies, plus the many missing persons in the area that were likely connected to her, put the body count at about 40. No. That's huge. 40. In her yard? Very many. Oh my God, that is foul. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, poor Ray is on the other side of town being tried for murder. No, look at her yard. It's like whack-a-mole out there. (laughs) I have no idea. He is found guilty of arson, but acquitted of murder, which how, how, how? Okay. He's sentenced to 21 years. He is a sad sack, huh? Mm -hmm. He was only like 30. I bet he looked older. But during his incarceration, he would often talk about Belle to his cellmate, Harry. One evening while chatting, both men were eyeing some visitors who were leaving the prison. A woman passed below their window and Ray goes, she's about the size of my old gal. Huh? What? He would repeat her name daily while looking out the barred windows of their cell towards the barren stretch of Indiana Prairie. And he would mutter, she's out there, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. When Ray dies, a reverend comes forward and reveals the contents of Ray's final confession. Kind of fucked, but here we go. Whatever. He revealed the details of bell's crimes and he swore that she was still alive he also swore that he had never murdered anyone but he did help her bury many of her victims Uh uh-huh so he did know here is how it would go oh my god when a victim arrived she made him comfortable she she charmed him (laughs) she charmed him and she cooked him a large meal she then drugged his coffee and when he was in a stupor she split his head with a meat chopper oh so that is one option Oh, my God. At other times, she would wait for the man to go to bed, and then she'd enter the bedroom by candlelight and chloroform him. He was about to get chloroformed. That fucking guy was going to get chloroformed. Why did she switch it up? Oh, whatever. Well, she has to have fun. There's fucking kids in this house just like, mommy? Well, they're in like a... Closet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I meant like, I'm sure they're under strict instructions. Like, you go to bed at eight, and you don't fucking come out till sunrise. So she would then carry the body to the basement. Easy for her. <laughs> no, no shit off her shit. She would often dissect it. Now, why are you doing that? I think maybe uh, this is what I'm envisioning. Mm-hmm. She kills the guy. Yeah. She calls Ray over. Oh, for sure. Ray helps her and they spend the nice little evening together. I think you're completely right. And I think that I think that he really enjoys that 
all other men she calls over are losers and fools yeah. and that he is the guy that she's really with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think he enjoys, like, sharing a dinner with the two of them mm-hmm. and being like, oh, you think you're going to move in this house and be the man? Yeah. I'm the man. I'm the man of this house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people are crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, other times, she would dump the body into a hog scalding vat and then cover the remains in quicklime. Oh, God. That is really bad. No? What's hog scalding? I have no idea. Maybe when you scald a pig. <laughs> you burn a pig? Maybe. You boil a pig? I think I think we're boiling a pig. Damn. Sometimes at the butchers, you see like a whole pig up there. Do they boil them? They so probably like, boil them because they can't be up there like raw. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Okay. Damn. So she, it's like an outside tub. It is a really hot tub she put the bodies in that killed them put the, while they were out. Hopefully while they were like out. Yeah. And then she would... Quick lime them. Quick lime them. Okay. Cool. Or if she was tired, she would chop up the remains of them and feed them to the hogs. I was going to say, when are the hogs getting well, here fed? We go. Yeah. Time to slop the hogs. He tells the reverend that Belle had lured a woman from Chicago... On the pretense of hiring her as a housekeeper. Oh, my God. Upon her arrival, Belle had drugged her and bashed her head in. Damn. Belle then decapitated the body, tied weights to the head, and threw it in the swamp. She then dragged the remainder of the body to the basement, put her own clothes on it, took out her own fake teeth, and left them by the body. Oh, my God. (laughs) She just dropped them. Yeah. So her teeth are there, but there's no skull? That is absurd. Oh my god, that is absurd. And the dentist saw her teeth. Oh, he's probably like those are her dentures. Oh, her head's gone, but her dentures. Those fell are her out of dentures. Her yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like, yeah, it is her dentures, but her head's not here. Exactly that, huh? Oh, that's stupid. That is really dumb. For real. And yeah, duh, she did that to be sure the body would be identified as Belle. Oh my god. For the children on that uh, night, she had chloroformed them. Aww. She then smothered them to death and brought them down to the basement. She then torched the home and fled. Yeah. That is what she did for sure. That is what she did for sure. Oh my god. He was supposed to wait for her down the street at, at a designated place on the road after the fire was set, but she never showed up. She cut across open fields and disappeared into the woods. Uh, g- You've been playing for the last time, Ray. You'll never see me again. Where did she fucking go? By his count, she's got a few million dollars on her. Oh, on her. Like enough money to remain in fucking mystery. I'd like to know. Is the bank like, yeah, she cleared out or what? I didn't read anything from the bank about that. But I mean, probably because Ray was like, she has all that money. Trust me. She's got a lot of fucking yeah. money. Over the next several decades, Belle was allegedly spotted in various cities across the country. Oh, my God. She's not, like, hard to spot. Right. In 31, she was reported to be alive and living in a Mississippi town where she owned a great deal of property and lived her life as a prominent citizen. Sounds like Belle. There's another report, like another option. Yeah. Okay. In 31, that um, she was living in LA under the name Esther Carlson because a woman named Esther Carlson was arrested in Los Angeles for poisoning a Norwegian American man and attempting <gasps> to steal his money. She died of TB while awaiting trial. That also sounds like Belle. It could just be a different lady. Yeah. But... How crazy if she just like died of TB and like no one ever knew and that's the end of Belle. Like this crazy woman just dies yeah. of TB. 
Well, either way, she like lived to be pretty old. Like, right. She was like, approaching 80. 50. Yeah. She was approaching 50 when she did her final house burn. Right. Time to retire. Time to retire. Time to retire. I can't do this anymore. So, okay. So, okay. Maybe she was Esther. I don't know. I think either way. She 100% did not die in that house. Duh. I just want to know where she I want to know too. Really badly. They exhumed her body, I think like fairly recently. Yeah. But they, the body, it was too old. They couldn't really tell anything. Yeah. It didn't really matter. Yeah. They're just like, of course this isn't her. Take us away. Feel free to absorb the information. Feel free to share it. But as for where you heard it, tell no one. Bye. Bye. Bye.